Blog Talk Radio. To the Frontier Beyond Fear. I'm Susan Larison Dans, and today is Saturday, January 13th, 2024. And for those of you new to this broadcast, this show airs live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, and you will find it syndicated on your favorite platforms such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. So welcome, welcome, those of you listening live and those of you listening in the future. In the space of the omnipresent divine, there is no separation between us, not of time or of space. So you are present with me wherever you are or whenever you are, and welcome to those of you in many parts of the world. Here in the United States, Monday is a day to honor the Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr. He lived January 15, 1929, and died very tragically April 4th, 1968, at the age of 39. He had a lot to say about the theme of today's show, empathy, empathy, and how um, it arrives through our spiritual path. Let, let us not um, forget what a spiritual person he was and that's why sometimes um, within the space of um, a very materialistic focus in our world the reverend is often left off I see of his title and I think it's really important to be reminded of the contributions of spiritually focused people throughout history, because when we truly look at the nature of reality, actual reality, not what we are told um, through what I choose to call materialistic fundamentalism, which means utter rigidity in insisting that there is no non-material possibility to not even explore it that the spiritual world is just a belief and, you know, a fantasy for many. That's what they project. Well, that is not the case. There is evidence of non-material reality. 
There is the experience of non-material reality. And the Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr. would most certainly agree. And he, in spirit, is with all of us across the veil. And he did say something about empathy. And here's what I'd like to share, a quote from him. It takes empathy, patience, and compassion to overcome anger, hatred, and resentment. Here on this earth, we are all having a human experience, which means that following those words perfectly is, of course, something we're not going to be able to do in every moment. But we are drawn back to this reminder. And the more that we listen to our way showers, and he's not the only one who has spoken this way, the more that we listen, the more that we center ourselves on those words, the more that we will be able to more consistently act in that space. The more that we can be patient, the more that we can find compassion, the more that we can overcome and release our anger, including anger in the moment, which so often can occur. And to be fair, it's important, and he would remind us of this too, that we have to also keep hold of our empowerment, of our own intrinsic worth in the midst of it. So being empathic, being compassionate, being patient does not mean that you allow yourself to... Um, lose sight of your own worth. It is a beautiful balance when we can find it. One what of mutual respect when we find ourselves in that space. Martin Luther King Jr., the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., had other things to say. I just find it so interesting that he was in his 30s when he said so many things. I mean, that's really, when we look back in history, a lot of people were really quite young, including in their 20s, when they did some amazing things on the earth. We can come into this world and bring so much wisdom and value, really at a very young age, and we shouldn't lose sight of that. But, you know, as as we continue to age, there is also wisdom that comes with that. Both are possible. It's just remarkable all that he accomplished in such a relatively short life. Here's another very powerful quote. Violence begets violence. Hate begets hate. And toughness begets a greater toughness. Along the way of life, someone must have enough sense and morality to cut 
the chain of hate. On this world of ours, in this very challenging year of 2024, one that everyone seems to be looking at with, um, you know, it takes real faith not to be fearful. Remember, we're not, we don't come in here as perfect little automatons. We will be fearful sometimes. We'll feel all kinds of emotions as human beings. But that frontier beyond fear does exist when we remind ourselves of it. And we can find inner peace even when there is discomfort. We can ease our fears. Spirituality will take us there. Knowing that we are inseparable from the omnipresent divine will take us there. How do we find this empathy and unconditional love? It's by realizing that life itself, hardship, a variety of circumstances, that's what leads to all of this strife, to all of this, um, you know, there. There's always this question, how can you have empathy for this person in history or in our current time or that person? Well, you have to realize something else, very important, that Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. reminded us of in his famous I Have a Dream speech, which he made, that speech um, took place August 28, 1963. He wanted to remind us that we are all created equal. Of course we are created equal. We come into this this earth as aspects of the omnipresent divine. And we are never separated. But right away, circumstance has its influence. Right away. We don't all come in with, um, you know, the the same situation. In fact, we are unique and beautiful aspects of the divine, beautiful creations, every one of us, each with something special to bring into the world. Things can be very difficult. This can happen um, for centuries. Division can take place and because we are hurt and sometimes very viscerally and very directly these hurts and so it just keeps going and going and going and only being conscious of unconditional love and the omnipresent divine can we begin to find our way to a better place where we truly can see a lasting difference, where we can move beyond the types of things that propagate so much hurt. It's very real, the things that happen in our our world. I know there are some of you listening um, in you could be in parts 
other parts of the U.S. where it's very difficult. You could be in other parts of the world where it's tremendously difficult right now. And somehow we need to realize at the center, at the center is the omnipresent divine that can help us we don't have to condone something that um, is not consistent behavior that is not consistent with compassion or conscience. That doesn't mean condoning or agreeing. It means having a recognition that this situation got the way it is because of incredibly difficult circumstances, because of hurt after hurt after hurt, and very directly so. So what do we do? Do we continue forever? Well, in the materialistic world, there could be an end to that because we've worked so hard in our strife with one another to develop different ways to combat one another that if not for the spiritual helping us, it may just end. And not in the good way. As spiritual people, we are called to these powerful, powerful words that Martin Luther King, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., shared with us. Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Love is the answer. Unconditional love. And that's what we are reminded of this day. Let's go back to the original quote that I gave you. I think it's important. It takes empathy, patience, and compassion to overcome anger, hatred, and resentment. See, he's giving us the keys. He's giving us the keys right there. And it's a it's a work that could take not just our own entire lives, no matter where you are in life, life after life. But if we set that as our goal, and honestly, it's more urgent than that in this world, we can get there. He believed we could get there. Here's another beautiful quote. Faith is taking the first Step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. The Reverend Doctor, let's include that too. Martin Luther King Jr. The Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. He knew that faith requires faith. Maybe we can't possibly see the way there, whether in some very challenging personal situation or in a world situation. 
the microcosm is related to the macrocosm. Unconditional love can show us the way. I'm now going to return to some words. On this show, as I've said many times, we repeat things to help us, to help us. And in fact, these quotes from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. are not new to this show either. We are called to them again and again and again because they show us the way. He was trying to show us the way. All of us as human beings on this earth, and he wasn't immune, all of us are having a a human journey. And he found ways help and he shared them with all of us I have read this poem before it's a completely other voice a poet from long ago William Wordsworth who lived 1770 to 1850 it tells us that through our connection to nature which he capitalizes in this poem, which is a very powerful reminder of the omnipresent divine, we can find a gateway to that which the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., reminded us. And he, in those days, and we still have reason to do this, lamented his words, how we treat one another. But he found solace and inspiration and encouragement in nature. Lines written in early spring by William Wordsworth. I heard a thousand blended notes while in a grove I sate reclined In that sweet mood when pleasant thoughts bring sad thoughts to the mind, to her fair works did nature link the human soul that through me ran, and much it grieved my heart to think what man has made of man. Through primrose tufts in that green bower, the periwinkle trailed its wreaths, And tis my faith that every flower enjoys the air it breathes. The birds around me hopped and played their thoughts I cannot measure. But the least motion which they made, it seemed a thrill of pleasure. The budding twigs spread out their fan to catch the breezy air. And I must think do all I can that there was pleasure there. If this belief from heaven be sent if such be nature's holy plan have i not reason to lament what man has made of man every person who walks this earth does so as a person having 
what can seem like a very imperfect human experience. Every person comes from whatever circumstance arose as they were growing up, as they got older. The hardest people to to have any kind of empathy for, of course, those who um, are hateful and do harm to others. And yet we have to find forgiveness and empathy there as well without condoning the behavior because they too are the product of a human experience that got them to that point. And it's by changing our focus overall and moving in the direction of what the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. told us about empathy and releasing hate and finding love in its place, it's by embracing that that we find a way to change and to interact in a space. I believe we fully need spirituality. We can't just throw it by the wayside and say it's some fantasy. We need to be exploring and understanding scientifically that it's real. We need to not scoff at it and and pretend that it's just some, I love the words of Star, Star Wars, you know, it's just some, I don't know if it's exact, but some age-old superstition. We may not be clear together on what the exact nature of spirituality is, and that's where belief comes into play. But many of us can at least see that there is more than the material in our world, and we can see we share in so many ways that the divine is love and that the divine is omnipresent. I'm going to now, through every time I do it, it's different. Some repetition, because it's so important. Those of you, I know some of you are very new to this show. Those of you who listen to me weekly know that I, I do repeat this, and I'm repeating this in honor of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., who I have no doubt valued these words starting in 1 Corinthians 12 at the end. But eagerly desired the greater gifts, and now I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, this, by the way, is the beginning of 1 Corinthians 13, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, 
I gain nothing. Love is patient. There's that patience theme again. Very important. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. reminded us of this. Start again at that. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. That's You look at that, it feels like an impossible dream in our human experience. This is the divine. This is the loving, the unconditionally loving, omnipresent divine calling us to love in a way that can seem impossible. And so many times we diminish what love actually is. This is true, unconditional love. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. I so love that verse because um, when you think about darkness, which is a, a, a good word, for those things that are not of the light of love, the opposite of love, um, which is actually fear, it often has to do with misunderstanding of reality so that um, it has to do with not truly exploring the truth or even veiling it intentionally. It always protects that is love love always protects it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres what would the reverend dr martin luther king jr have said about that wasn't he persistent didn't he endure against tremendous opposition and so many other way showers did the same he never gave up He never gave up, and he had love at the center. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I know the live show is rapidly coming to an end. I have another quote from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that I haven't shared yet in this show. Reminded now of what love actually is. 
pure, unconditional love that should be very firmly, firmly in your heart now after listening to these words. What else did the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. have to say? A very famous quote. I have decided to stick to love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Can you remind yourself? Can we all remind ourselves as spiritual people? Even those of you who have not yet seen the evidence that I know is there for you of the non-material world? You too, of course. I have tremendous empathy for all of my materialistic friends. In fact, I just can't wait for them to join us when they finally see the evidence for themselves and know that there is no explanation for it other than the non-material. Can we all find a way to stick to love, to remind ourselves when we stray, come back and do our best every day? That is my hope. And we truly honor the memory of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when we share what was his hope as well, and what he believed in and what he had faith in, what was truly possible for all of us. I'll go a little bit longer past the live show. Thank you, live audience. FrontierBeyondFear.com is where you can find more. I want to talk a little bit more about the last part of 1 Corinthians 13. And also what it has to say about prophecy, which I think is important. One of the areas that I've focused on, and I'm returning to that more and more in a variety of ways, is thinking about prophecy. And when we see things, there are things happening in this world that are eerie, to say the least, in terms of how it seems like various prophets saw it this time. And how can we view that through the lens of love and clarity and not fear? One thing that I feel it's important to be reminded of, and it's in that 1 Corinthians 13 chapter, is that we see imperfectly. We may see things that are very predictive, but the interpretation that we may place upon it or others may place upon those things that we share, that may not be accurate. That's an interpretation, and it's very difficult to interpret what one sees. That's important to be reminded of. We are not across the veil now. We may be inseparable from the omnipresent divine, but we're having a human experience where that is veiled on purpose. We're learning here about love and about fear and about moving in the direction of love and how we're creating. It can be hard to think about that because it's like, why? Why would we put ourselves in such a situation? And yet here we are. 
there's always a reason. We don't have to understand it completely. But we need to have the faith and the deepest knowing that for there to be any God at all, any divine, it must necessarily be unconditional love because anything less would be less and simply wouldn't be God at all. We are called to understand the high, high, high standard unconditional love sets. And what is the highest standard if not the omnipresent divine? This is where I place my faith. This is where I place my own personal reminders day to day in the midst of my own imperfect human experience, which is we're here for a reason and we're here to learn and to grow. And yes, we need to find that balance between unconditional love, but have, don't forget to unconditionally love yourself and value your own worth. That doesn't mean you just um, you know, release that part and in the space of empathy. You have to have empathy for your own experience and value and love your own journey through all of its twists and turns and imperfections. That's what I hope for all of you. Okay, I'll wrap up now. A few show notes. Oh, first, thank you to Blog Talk Radio for highlighting this show in the number one slot while it was live. I appreciate that very much to get the message out. I appreciate those of you who will come to these episodes from the future as this word, this outreach grows. I am looking now at, um, I used to have a mailing list. Actually, Blog Talk Radio had a mailing list for the longest time, but I don't have a way to send mail to followers anymore. It, it'll send, I've heard that it, it can send them out sometimes, but that you don't always get them. There is a way to follow this show, and I think you'll get reminders if you do, but you have to have a login in Blog Talk Radio to do it, and then you can pick the button that, that allows you to follow the show. Um, I am looking at reestablishing, and actually just um, because it's been some time since I've done this, it'll just start from the very beginning, a mailing list. And I'll, I'll, it'll be up on the FrontierBeyondFear.com site once it's available again, where you can join a mailing list where I will be sending you inspiration, and I'll send you, whenever there's a show, I'll tell you, um, um, since I tend to come up with these titles, spontaneously afterwards you'll get links to the podcast and I'll even give you direct links to the podcast on various syndicates plus when I blog I'll send out information on that and you know all the different things that I'm involved in you'll get more information and I am going to be expanding my writing so I think this will be really helpful to you so that we can have a community I do invite you to um to go to FrontierBeyondFear.com, you can learn all about an upcoming event that I talked about on the last show, the New Living Expo. There's now a link there. There's a big banner you can click on. That banner right now takes you to a paid workshop at the at the expo, which um, 
that particular, the expo itself is um, Saturday, um, April 19th through the 21st, and I will be at booth 25 at the Marin Center where the expo hall will be. The speaking events are at the Embassy Suites. I'm going to put all these individually out soon on the page, so it'll be a little easier for you to find them. Um, but um, the first time I'm speaking is Friday night, April 19th at 7 p.m. That's a free event, and it will be very empowering to you. I will be looking through the lens of our leap beyond AI, given my experience in that domain. Um, but we'll be talking about just how much um, what your worth is, what your intuitive creativity can can lead you to far beyond any any algorithm. So we will talk about that. So that's that that night, Friday, April nineteenth, and um, that particular event you have to get admission to the expo, which isn't very costly, and you and that'll give you access to that event. On Saturday, which is where the banner currently links directly, I am speaking with my friend Jean Manning, um, and we're going to also be talking, she's going to be talking about her research into some really interesting um, clean energy solutions. That could be, you know, no matter what your opinion is of that topic, which can lead us to greater innovation in that area. I have been of the belief that eventually we're not going to need any of these tools at all. If we spiritually become developed enough, we won't need all these material things. And we'll be in a space of love. And we could have been there before, but we went down the road. This is the, the road of our journeys, of our lessons here, where um, we have needed all these these tools but that doesn't mean we'll always be there or maybe you know on earth that's just the way we're supposed to be to have these lessons but it's not necessary and i'm sure it doesn't happen everywhere else that there are non-material places where they totally are focused on spiritual development not anything else and in those places their planets are pristine you know we have a wonderful example um, which is actually um, very similar to a story from Ursula K. Le Guin, um, but um, where you have in the Avatar movies, especially the first one, um, of what it would look like, although that's a somewhat imperfect world too. I mean, but in terms of being in harmony with nature and other you know, there have been spiritual paths on this earth with, which looked at harmony with our surroundings, but what always seems to arise, and for, you know, who can say about other places, there are lessons everywhere, is, um, you know, we, we have this strife among each other, we have this competition for a scarcity of resources, there, there is this imperfect experience that occurs, and so we are where we are, but in any case, back to this talk, on Saturday, April 20th, um, I will be doing a, um, a paid event at the New Living Expo. And by the way, that's in San Rafael, California, only a few, uh, uh, so close to the beautiful Muir Woods. It's a wonderful setting. And um, 
we'll be talking about a variety of things, and I'll be deepening the topic in my domain about intuition and how intuitive leaps are so important and how we shouldn't lose sight of that and disempower ourselves, that we have that capability as human beings who are inseparable from the omnipresent divine. It's a very modest fee to get in. It's only $28 for the um, basic ticket. And then there's another type of ticket that's 44 which apparently you get other benefits at the expo. I really need to learn more about that. That's a VIP ticket at the expo itself. Um, and with the basic ticket, at least, I'm not sure. I, I should probably know this and will soon. What's included with that? that ticket, the VIP. But in any case, all of these events at the expo do involve somehow um, getting admission. So you do, even when it's a free event, you still have to um, pay admission to the, to the expo. And all the speaking events are at the Embassy Suites, which is adjacent to the Marin Center, where the expo hall is. There's also quite an extensive grounds at this event, really interesting, a village with all these activities and all this delicious food and music. And I've never been to this particular expo, so I'm looking forward to it. On Sunday, April 21st at 5 p.m., um, I will, I have the honor, I should say, of moderating an event that is just amazing with all these amazing researchers. Um, called Breakthrough Science, Freeing the Truth to Save the Earth. We're being quite bold there um, in the title because it is possible. It is possible to live in a space where we are not constantly in fear. I know we can work with our fears, but so many times that even when we work with our fears, where we aren't in a space where it could all end tomorrow, or where we're doing all these dysfunctional things. And these researchers will be talking about spiritually oriented research and also um, research having to do with, um, again, what Gene Manning has researched, all these different ways of, of discovering sources of energy that are more nature-friendly, going back to Tesla. In fact, our paid event talks a lot about Nikola Tesla and what he discovered, and not with all this competition and suppression and dysfunctional stuff that leads us down other paths. There is so much hope for us, and that is a free panel. It could go for a while. As long as it goes, it goes. It's scheduled for two hours, and... Um, we have experts from several different domains, from the um, very um, respected Institute of Noetic Sciences, from the California Institute of Integral Studies, um, also people who will be at the event who are speakers. Um, and so I have um, you know, Dr. Linda Backman, will be there, who's going to talk about her research um, into past lives and reincarnation and what that, and just the soul, the nature of the soul, and other speakers will talk about consciousness and what they've observed, even evidence of healing. Anyone who's experienced healing and has observed healing 
can see that it is real. I've talked on this show many times about first-hand observations of healing that I have had. So this is going to be a very, very powerful event, and I hope that you can join us. Um, Others will be at the the event who are friends of this show. Those of you who have enjoyed Mark David Gerson, who's been on this show multiple times in the past and shares his powerful journey and his techniques for writing um, through, through the help of spirit. And Mark David Gerson, I credit many, many years ago for helping me to come out and use my name on Twitter. That's where it started because I had written so very publicly as Bridge Builder on the Oprah Forum, even getting to the, the front page of the Oprah site multiple times, but all under that name, Bridge Builder. And through his coaching, Mark David Gerson helped me to truthfully get to the point where I created this show. In fact, this show partially originated because I used to help him in the background with his show on Blog Talk Radio. So I learned more about podcasting. But he really helped me, and it's a process for us all and for me too, to get my authentic voice out and to claim it. And I still work on that process every day. He's got a couple of events at the expo, or at least one, I know, and that may grow. We'll see. I'll be talking about that, too. And um, other speakers on the panel on on Sunday have multiple events, like Dr. Linda Backman, she does, and I've already spoken of um, Jean Manning. There's another person who's going to be at this event. Um, her name is Dr. Beverly Rubick, and she has an interesting organization about exploring science freely. So um, I haven't mentioned everyone, and I will in the future, I'm sure, but um, I do want to invite you to make your plans now to join us in April in this beautiful place, and you'll be right near Muir Woods on Earth Day, which is the following day. And um, it, it's, it's a wonderful event to travel to, or if you're in the area, I hope that you can come out. And I'll be at the booth quite a bit, and I hope that I can meet you in person, either at the booth or at one of the events that I'm involved in. So, And I expect there will be future events now. I'm not quite sure what the future holds, but I am looking at other possibilities as well. Um, I'm really opening up. I just put my name, for example, on ufodisclosed.com. I don't think, I've never had my name on that site. I've owned it since 2012, and it focuses on a spiritual angle. It's had many different ways of looking at the phenomenon. It used to just have a bunch of stories. I never did it quite as well as some of the others who are so into the, the, the research of the nuts and bolts of that phenomenon. Um, and But I always spoke like I've been at events where I've spoken about consciousness and thinking about what it would be like in other spaces beyond the earth it's so earth centric to only focus on the earth I mean it's just ridiculous really and now we're opening up more and more to this topic so I'll be putting more information out there and in the past I have I have spoken on on radio 
um, live radio, not this show, but national radio at a local um, UFO festival more than once. And um, I don't know, there may be some events associated there in the future. I cannot say what all is coming because I have a number of outreaches and I'm now going to bring them forward. Very diverse. Um, my Mother Shipton site, which is about prophecy, mothershipton.com. Um, something that is a niche topic where I became an expert. And I continue to say that the research, because I'm standing on the shoulders of those who really have looked at the history of this, but then I'm adding my own research and spirituality to that, um, there's a lot of inaccurate information about Mother Shipton, a historic prophetess, um, on the Internet. And it's very clear once you research the real things that are out there, what the truth is, what, where we can be led to more truth, and then prophecy in general. My Prophetess Legacy project that's been going on now for 15 years, prophetesslegacy.com. There's not much there on the site, but I'm looking. I used to give talks that were quite detailed on various prophetesses, and I may be bringing some of that forward soon. I do like the Internet. I, I like open research. I do like that very much. I mean, it's almost sort of like open source, <laughs> although it's not exactly Wikipedia where we all contribute. I I have plenty to to probably contribute to Wikipedia based on real sources. But I do think I've done a lot of research into the nature of prophecy itself, even through my own personal experience going back um and, you know, even to some degree, um, the legacy of my own family, um, although I was not involved, but my grandfather um, was the leader of a church where healing and prophecy was valued. I am not a part of that particular tradition, but it really started. It started there. Do some families have a little more spiritual inclination? That could be. I mean, I don't believe that genes alone dominate anything. I really don't. However, you know, it may give us some disposition, may help us to open up a little more, perhaps. I think we're all capable of that because we're inseparable from the omnipresent divine. So I can't really say... um, one way or another, except that our family, I know there's been research on this, and even horrific things where some people want to turn off that genetic signature that helps us to open up spiritually, um, which we all have access to. I don't think that would even work because we're not living in a material world. That assumes that all those things are just, you know, physical and, you know, maybe even an aberration, some would say, which is so sad. We are all capable of opening up to the omnipresent divine. All right. I've gone a little longer than I expected, but FrontierBeyondFear.com is your gateway. You can also go to LightedBridge.com where I have some of these sites a little more readily reachable and more will appear. And I do intend, I've been very, very busy lately but I do intend to get blogging again. I'm looking at the possibility of going out on Medium or other venues as well, 
with my writing, and because that's really where this all started, my prolific writing on the Oprah Forum as Bridge Builder, and I want to bring myself back, maybe writing in some different ways than I did there. But being a writer has always been with me from the very beginning, and it's so very interesting that being a speaker, just even through this show, is what has gotten emphasis in recent years because at the very center, it, I'm a writer. Yes, I'm a researcher, and I like to speak, but that wasn't always true. Um, writing is very meaningful to me. So more will be coming. Thank you for being here. I appreciate all of you, and I hope to see you soon. And I'll be here next week. This show once again airs live at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. Just go to FrontierBeyondFear.com and you can easily find where it airs live. So thank you again. Take care, everyone.